Hello and welcome to the Bober Academy Football Podcast. We are excited to bring back our Lineman of the Week series here for the 2022 season where we're going to be highlighting great offensive line play throughout the Omaha metro area and surrounding areas. We're going to bring um, high school offensive linemen onto the show and their coaches and talk about their season, what they're doing, and everything to do with offensive line play. This podcast is brought to you by the Bober Academy. I started the Bober Academy in 2019 with the mission to train and develop superior linemen to dominate on the gridiron. I'm your host, Chris Bober, eight-year NFL veteran. I've started games in the NFL at every offensive line position, and I love dealing with anything to do with football, especially the offensive line. Now, if you are listening to this podcast we're on, on your podcast app, just be sure to click the subscribe button so make sure that you're notified of our weekly shows. We do a lot of different shows out there. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, click the little button down there to subscribe to our channel and also the notification bell. We, we would love your comments um, and your feedback. And if, if you're seeing this anywhere out there on social media, feel free to like, share, retweet, comment, whatever goes on out there in the social media world. We want to spread the message of great offensive line play. So thank you for joining us. Let's get to the show. Okay, now as we are back in the Bober Academy football studio, i.e. my office here, um, we welcome in a couple of guys from the Bennington Badgers. Man, the Badgers are on a roll. Um, I got, of course, head coach Cam Lenhard here, who is um, having a great couple seasons, just a couple seasons into his Bennington career. He's only lost two games, so they're on quite a roll. And, of course, I got the right guard O-lineman Tyler Mead, the only senior on the O-line. So we thought we'd bring him in here, talk a little Badger football, guys. Thanks for coming out tonight. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Okay, Coach, let's start with you. Um, yeah. Now, of course, I was on the call for your view and Cox. So if anyone wants to go watch it, it's out there um, to watch the Badgers play Elkhorn. And that was a heck of a football game, right? Two really good football teams, good young coaches, very well coached. And I'd love to get your takeaways from the game because that game started out and Elkhorn – pretty much played their their perfect first half all up until the fumble. Yep. And you guys get that fumble, and you guys are ruthless, man. You are going to score if you get an opportunity. So that fumble started, you guys. You were down 6-7. to seven. You go into halftime up 13-7. to seven, Come out and get a couple uh, touchdowns right away. Kind of establish yourself in the third quarter. And then it was a matter of just kind of playing keep away. Um, after watching the film and going back and talking to the guys, tell me about um, about that game and your takeaways from it. You know, there's a big difference from that fumble is like the pivot point. But what, mm-hmm. what, what do you, what in your mind did you see in the game on the film? And then what did you tell your guys about that? The difference between before that and after? Well, I, I think it starts with our defensive side. You know, they drove down the field right away. But um, just the way that Elkhorn plays offense, that is a it is a physical run at your offense, and I think it just took a little time for our guys to adjust. But what I loved about it is um, they didn't hang their heads after they scored that first touchdown. Um, you know, they they knew that they just needed to get the feel of what it was going to be like and that uh, they would they would figure it out as time went on. So I was really proud of that. Um, and then as offense, uh, you know, we were – would probably would have been down six seven going if not for the fumble but i felt like our offense was really doing a lot of things better than what i had seen them do in the half um in the first half of the last previous four games that we had played and so um you know we, we took advantage of that opportunity there at the end of the half um and you could just tell when we got into the locker room uh, the offense was really feeling good and, you know knowing that they were going to get the ball again start mm-hmm. that half um and you could just tell Things were clicking, and um, it's kind of been our theme all year that we're a second-half team and the offense really comes out. And so um, th- just 
seeing those guys be ready to go, I was ready to get back on the field right away. And, and, and they did exactly what they needed to do. We came out second half, came firing. Uh, defense continued to get some takeaways, which always helps us in the end um, and, and able to do what we need. Nice, nice. How about you, Tyler? Tell me about, you know, it seems like that was a turning point when you guys had that opportunity with the short field. You capitalized and then it was just kind of pedal to the metal from there. What was, what was it like um, out there in the trenches with you guys? Yeah, I mean, the energy was great. We had um, really explosive plays um, after the turnover. There was a kind of a mentality that we needed to score. You know, this was a great opportunity for our offense, and we needed to capitalize on it. Um, and then, you know, with that drive, that we helped um, build our momentum and our confidence against our opponent, um, and it really helped. So coming into half, 13-7, and seven, uh, we could tell we had great energy. And, you know, as the game goes on, we were getting more comfortable. Um, just with what we have to do assignment-wise um, and just kind of getting a feel for how the def defense we were facing plays. Um, so going out to that second half, we were, uh, energy was high all the way through the rest of the game. And, yeah, that's what allowed us to score. Yeah, sometimes the difference in, in uh, a game with two good good opponents is those turnovers, and you know taking advantage of them was such a, a big deal. Um, but like you said, coach, your defense played amazing. That Lawrence said, "Holy cow, that guy can't be blocked," and, and did some great things. Um, yeah. D line played really well. But let's talk about your offense. Um, yeah. So I love the, this offense, right? I, I love how you set it up because it's a philosophy. I feel where you're going to spread the field, right? You got four receivers on the field all the time. And you still run the ball. That's your first thing. You want to run the football. Um, you also feature um, a quick, short passing game. And you have a quarterback that can implement. He sees the field really well. Ball comes out. And when you spread the field like that, you're asking or you're forcing your the defenders to make a one-on-one -on -one tackle. And your guys are really good at breaking them. And then what you guys do, you guys have this RPO game. Now, I have not seen the RPO run in high school like this. But your quarterback, running back, and receivers, and, and line, of course, up front – execute that very very well how you want to go against your opponents it seems like spread them out get the ball to playmakers let them make plays yeah i would say that's what's beautiful about it is every play a kid has an opportunity to make the play and it doesn't matter where they're at um, you know it's called inside zone but that doesn't mean that we're only going to run the ball. Trey can pull it. He can throw it. He can run it. Um, and it just creates opportunity for a lot of guys to do it. And we have found just when kids have that opportunity, they want to play that much more for you. Um, you know, they're, they're excited. Um, and what this group has really figured out is that we don't need the huge play every time. Those short things build themselves up and short plays uh, and short gains eventually turn into big gains because you just wear teams down. Um, and, you know, nice thing about our guys is uh, we can get it out quick and we can make teams run sideline to sideline. Uh, and and when you do that, it doesn't matter who you are. Now, what we have to make sure is we can be consistent at it. Um, mm -hmm. It's still hard no matter who you are to build 10, 12 play drives. Uh, but if we our guys can be consistent. It's tough for a defense to stop, especially you think it's a run and it, they, it gets dumped off right behind you. Um, and Trey does a really good job at just seeing that. Um, and it's tough. I, a defensive guy at practice trying to defend him every day, is, it, it gets you frustrated. I know our guys do when we have to play against him, but it's it's fun when he's on your side of the team come Friday night. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Tyler, tell me about um, tell me about this offense, right? Um, you're out there at right guard, and it seems like they ask a lot of you guys because you've run so many different types of plays. Um, what's it like being a lineman uh, for this, this spread but very fast-paced very versatile offense. Yeah, for the line, we kind of simplify it down. We've got 
you know, we try to focus on, you know, more gap sound. Um, you know, if it's inside zone, we're worried about getting movement up front of the D linemen. And then as those backers come, picking them up. Um, and that, you know, simplifying it down is what allows us as linemen to, you know, kind of make sure we're doing our jobs right. And then we just have incredible athletes, you know, at the skilled positions that are able to make plays and get, you know, use our blocks to go do some incredible things. Yeah, and you guys do do execute it really, really well. Um, but coach, um, let's talk about your quarterback here for a second, right? And you're very blessed to have this guy on your team because I tell you what, he is as good of a high school quarterback as I've seen. He sees the field so well. Like a lot of teams try to run what you're running, but they're just they don't have that guy back there that can deliver the ball to the open guy, right? You can't cover everyone. Yeah. Um, but then you know, he sees it so well, he's so accurate with that short game, and it seems like it's almost like you're just, okay, get five yards, get six yards, and then all of a sudden you're on a double move and boom, over the top. But, of course, we talked about the RPO game and his ability to process that, which is super rare for a kid of his age. Um, and to top it off, when he gets outside the pocket, he, he can throw the ball down the field, and he's pretty accurate and pretty good at doing that. Yeah. Um, What's it like having that guy? It's like a toy you can have out there. <laughs> um, but tell, tell me about, about what it's like to have a guy like that behind the, behind the center. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I think Trey is fortunate enough that uh, he had his older brother to look up to when he was younger. Um, Kale was our quarterback my first year there. Um, mm -hmm. So in reality, I've had only a, a bird as my quarterback. Uh, since I've been here, I, we're seeing if his little sister next year will be able to take over for the spot. Uh, but no, Trey. And then last year, I think was just tremendous in the fact that he got he once again he had a ton of playmakers around him where he could just really kind of settle in um, and kind of learn what Coach Bird, our offensive coordinator, wanted him to do. Uh, we mm -hmm. didn't ask too much of him last year, but just having that extra year, you know, to start as a junior and then come this year, now you can see. Uh, he has the basics down. Now we're picking up and able to do those, what you say, maybe those extra things that teams maybe don't always get to do because they don't have that experience beforehand. Um, but at the end of the day, too, Trey, I, he's just he's a, a baller. He's He wants to make plays. He has the ability to. He's confident in himself. That's a huge part. Uh, I think to do what he does, you got to have confidence, and you got to be okay to make mistakes. He's not perfect in practice by any means, but uh, he, he goes back. It doesn't affect him. Um, and he, I'd say the last thing too, he trusts the guys around him that they're going to be there for him when he needs it. Yeah. I mean, um, how about you, Tyler? I mean, you see the same thing out there, but you know, quarterbacks have a, usually a special relationship with their line. What, what's it like blocking for that guy? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's nice as long as we do our job and, you know, keep him from getting touched, you know, he can really make sure he can really, you know, make plays, um, you know, Obviously, on like you know pass plays, we um, we just you know he gets the ball off quick, you know. So mm -hmm. we, yeah. we give him enough time, but you know we only got to give him most times you know two three seconds if he's got he's got it dumped off to somebody. So it's really nice. Yeah, it's it's so nice to have a quarterback that processes most most quarterbacks at this level. Yeah, they can get it out, but they got to figure out who's going to. Also, coach, you you throw those extra wrinkles and you pull pull out the option. Again, which doesn't come out very often, comes out versus Elkhorn, and, and it worked. Usually, big plays. Any, any had that option pass on fourth down. That, I mean, we, I wanted that as our feature play of the game because to make that pass under that kind of pressure on fourth down in a big moment in that game was just, just unbelievable. Um, 
but you also have some pretty good skilled players around him, right? You got uh, Nick Culver comes in there, and he is a guy who's stepping in for a three thousand yard rusher, one of the best running backs in class in any class in the history of Nebraska, and, he, and it doesn't seem like you're missing that much of a beat. I know he doesn't do exactly what Mostek did, right? You don't run the outside zone as much. I'm a little more inside guy, a little slippery kind of guy. Um, but between him and then Isaac Connor, who has a great relationship with the quarterback, makes big plays. You got some pretty good skill players out there uh, besides having just your quarterback. Yeah, we do. Uh, and like you said, I think it's all the way around. You see those two a lot, but Johnny Williams has made plays. Mm-hmm. KJ Taffa has made plays. Ben Jorgensen, he had the huge catch over the top last uh, last game against Elkhorn. Um, and I think that's another thing that just helps Trey is he can, he can throw it to any one of those guys that he knows that they'll be there for him. Um, you know, uh, Nick, if you talk about him, like you said, shifty and just gets vertical so quick. Mm. Um, and I think his size, sometimes people may think, well, he's small. That's his benefit. He can yeah. sneak behind things. He's hard to tackle. Um, he doesn't take a lot of big shots. And so he can he gets up, pops up quick, and he's ready to go again. Um, but those guys, uh, you could just see they got the chemistry because of how good of friends and how close they are. Um, they do a ton of the work in the offseason. And it's just good to see that when you put that time and effort in, how truly well it's paying off for them now. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. Um, but Tyler, tell me uh, about this because, you know, uh, Jake and Cody and, and Jameson last year, you have five seniors on the O-line, right? And I coached several of those guys. They're, they're really good football players, and, and five seniors. And then this year, five new guys get to step up. You know, tell me, what, what was that like, right? Okay, we had the super offensive line, and now we got to fill their shoes. And you guys have done a really good job with it. But what was it like having to step up and – and replace an entire five-man unit and see you guys doing so well early in the season? I mean, it was obviously a challenge. You know, we faced some adversity kind of getting used to each other because, you know, we had guys coming all the way from the freshman level, the JV level, and then there was a couple of us who were practicing with the varsity at that second-string position. And so we hadn't really got, had much experience with each other, but, you know, we did a lot of work in the off-season. Um, the whole line kind of you know, it's grown really close together as friends as well. Um, and, you know, just getting that game experience these first couple of games has really helped us kind of get a feel for, you know, each other's abilities. Um, it's helped us be able to trust each other a lot better. And, you know, we've got, you know, we try not to look in the past as much. We can't, you know, look back and be, you know, wishing we still had some of those guys playing with us because we've got, you know, really capable athletes. Um, at the line right now, and we've just got to continue to work in practice and every week to make sure we're, you know, getting better and really kind of reaching our full potential. And the good news is with a younger line, a lot of those guys, you know, with the experience they're getting this year, that's just all the better they're going to be in the years now. Nice. I love to hear it. I love to hear the the older guys talking about the younger guys. Coach, what was it like replacing five linemen? I'm Obviously, tell me about, you know, what your guy Tyler has done is the only senior up there and being a leader. But um, I, I know Jack, Jack, Jack's been in my stuff. I've, I've coached him, but um, tell me about your guys up front and what they're bringing to this offense. I would just echo what Tyler said. Um, we knew we were going to be young. Uh, we, we believe they had potential, but it was just going to take time to settle in. 
Um, you know, what I would say, too, is a lot of those guys are seizing their opportunity. Uh, we are, unfortunately, we had some injuries at the start of the year, guys that we didn't, uh, we thought might be the starters, but just knee, something with the knee or something like that uh, went down. But these younger guys, um, Jacob Schrader in particular, who's starting center for us, sophomore, um, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that he was going to be starting center, I, I wouldn't have believed it. But, you know, he seized his moment. He seized his opportunity. Now he's been the guy for the last, what, four or five games now, and, um, and he's and he's doing fantastic. Does he make mistakes? Yes, but that's to be expected. But as Tyler Echo, um, these guys, what I would say more than ever, come to work every day wanting to get better. Um, you know, Coach Bradburn does a fantastic job with them. Um, my, I love that they're asking questions every day. Uh, you know, they make their mistakes, but they own up to it and they and they move forward. And I can continually see them um, taking steps to where we need to be for the end of the season uh, as we get closer to the playoff time. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a long season, and um, you got some good good opponents coming up. Um, Tyler, tell me about um, tell me about your alignment, okay? Um, you know, this is the time in the show when you get to maybe tell me some funny stories. Um, who thinks they're the pretty one? Who's who's the one that's kind of crazy, and who's the one that's kind of lost? Uh, you know, just you got to help along. You know, tell me. I want some dirt on these guys. I want people to hear this and be like, you know, that's that's pretty funny because O line they're pretty tight. I'm sure you guys are really tight because. You guys probably sat back and said, "Okay, listen, I'm waiting for our opportunity." Now you have it, but um, tell me some personality stuff about these guys up front. Yeah, so with our left tackle um, Jimmy, he's he's kind of crazy. He's he's just a you know he's he's yeah, he's something else. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe him. He's just be sitting in class and he'll just be listening to like rock music or just really you know heavy stuff just while he's working on like a math assignment or something and i just find that funny uh gage he's a whole he's a character um he's our left guard he's stepped up recently done a really good job um but yeah he's yeah he's he's almost like a dad if i had to call you know say anything about him he's just kind of got that golf attire sometimes and uh, just you know his and things he has to say that's just what he reminds me of the most um and then straighter our center he he has the funniest question i i don't even know you think he's joking sometimes but you know, some of the things that come out of his mouth you gotta wonder you know what what's going on up there but um, and then lastly with our um right tackle uh jansen he's 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 one of those guys where he's just you know pretty pretty happy just kind of in school he's, he's nice um and just kind of he's always got a smile on his face and when he gets on the line you know he kind of flips the switch and he becomes you know really aggressive and physical but you know that's what it's, what it takes to be on the line you know get people moved around so Nice, nice. He, Jans is my guy, man. I worked with him all summer. He's a good, good guy. I got to say congratulations after the game, and it was it's fun to see guys like that succeed. Um, all right, coach. One other question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. You know, you guys really don't have any two way players, right? It's it's pretty rare for at any high school level to not do that, and it's easy for people to say, "Well, well, they have enough guys; they don't have to play two way." But I also know that it takes some discipline to do that too, right? So. Tell me about your philosophy of that because it's rarely seen, but it feels like the the third and fourth quarter, you guys seem to still continue to play at a higher level where most of these schools you're playing, they have guys that are playing both ways. And it would be really easy to probably take some guys and say, listen, we're going to maybe have this guy play two ways or this guy, but 
you kind of stick with that. How's that worked out for you? And how'd you kind of come to that saying, we're going to, we're going to go with this philosophy? Well, I, it's a little bit of everything, you know, um, I was fortunate enough to listen to coach McLaughlin talk at a coach's clinic one year. Um, mm-hmm. and that just always stuck out when he said he's at Millard West, he had two way players right. and he stacked the defense and he made them really good. And if you win a game six to nothing, you, that's still winning. Um, and then we, uh, we were fortunate enough. We have coach, uh, Tom Olson, who's the head coach at Norfolk for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. So he joined our staff this year and, wow. and they were, t- and they were two or one way players there at Norfolk. Um, and, and he just talked about the benefits that he saw. And it was an idea that, you know, we have, we have so many kids that want to play football banking, which is fantastic. Um, and we have a lot of talented players that want to play. And so my, I guess we're just hearing all these thoughts there thinking that the more talent that we can get on the field, the better, um, you know, we may not have as the coach looks at it, the best 11 all the time, but you see when those guys get to practice one way every day, mm-hmm. all week, um, they become pretty dang good football players. And uh, we're fortunate enough that we can do that. And you've, Every game that we've been in this year, you can just see in the third and fourth quarter, we're a little bit more fresh and our guys know what they're doing. Um, And, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about how Trey's able to do those nuances uh, at the quarterback positions. You know, does he does he get to do that if he has to go play DB Mm -hmm. half half the week? You know, a guy that's probably never going to play DB. Why? What's the purpose of having him drill defensive back position if he's never going to step on the field? Whereas I got a guy who maybe would um, be, will be a DB in the future. Now he's getting DB reps every single day and he's going to become a pretty good defensive back for us come his junior or senior year. Um, And so, you know, the nice thing about it is we've, we've bought into the system and we've had success, you know, so that makes it a little bit easier. Now, if we were 0 and 5, would I feel as confident in it? I don't know, but right now I've, I've, Obviously, I firmly believe it works. Uh, we're seeing it at the JV level where we have some guys that are newer to the, to the game and having to learn on the fly, um, and, and we're making adjustments as we go. But I think for Bennington football and for the future of it, it's going to be a tremendous benefit you know, for, for us moving forward. Yeah, and you get these young guys that are playing. You know, if they had to play, go rep half the practice at D line. You know, you wouldn't have these this probably level of success. So it, I realize it's easy to say, well, they have the numbers, they can do that, but it also takes a lot of discipline to do that too. So um, that that's pretty an interesting take, and I, I see it paying off for you. How about you, Tyler? What's it like having to play just O line? Like I, I did that in college and the NFL, and I, I um, but I couldn't even imagine in high school saying, okay, you're an O lineman, go be a good O lineman. Yeah, and it's really nice as far as I'm concerned because it really allows me to have all the time in the week to ask questions about O-line, you know, assignments. It helps me focus on technique, um, and I just get to see, you know, only like the O-line look. If that's what I'm going to be playing, that's the look I want to see, you know, so I get to, put, you know, practice that position all week against a very great, you know, very good defense. And when it comes, you know, Friday night, um, once we start getting even even second second quarter, especially into the second half, um, and we're coming, we're taking the field, we're you know ready to go, we're en- we're energized, um, heads are up, we're you know looking to move some people, and the D line D line across from us, they're hanging their heads and they're you know you know gasping for air. So I think that's really allowed us to um, just especially late in the game get movement and really. Um, you know, start stacking on the points. I think it's been really beneficial in that respect. Yeah, I, I, I definitely saw that in the game. You see it, you can see it on film. But um, all right, coach. So it looks like you guys 
you know, you guys got through a pretty tough part of your schedule, but it doesn't necessarily get super easy. You got Blair coming this week as a good football team. Yep. And then you got a, you know, obviously a young Westview team, Elkhorn North's a team on, on the rise. I'm going to go watch him play the antlers this week. And then Mount Michael, um, tell me about the rest of the season. I mean, it's easy to say, okay, we're, we're five and oh, and let, let's, we got it made. But how is it as a coach trying to get your guys to like stay up and, and work hard and, and know that at any moment, any of these teams could pick you off, right? Yep. Is it about like getting better every day or do you have like, everyone wants to win a state championship, obviously, but like, what is your day-to-day and week-to-week kind of philosophy with these guys? Well, we talked, we talked about at the beginning of the year that obviously our goal is to win a state championship, but that doesn't, we don't get there unless we choose to get better every day. Um, and so we really re- reiterate to our guys, you have to make a choice every day to have the best practice or best game you've ever played. So right now our full focus is going to be on Blair, um, you know, but right now our full focus needs to be on Thursday's practice. Mm-hmm. And that's really the philosophy we've taken since, uh, since we've gotten here is we want to just get better every single day. Um, and what's beautiful is that our, our kids buy into that. I uh, said so the game will get here soon enough and, and we'll play it. But right now, our fo- full focus needs to be on having the best Thursday practice we've ever had. And we just reiterate that over and over. The other thing that we do is we we have our unit leaders, uh, which we got 10 of them, 10 fantastic unit leaders. Those guys really re- reiterate that as well every day. And um, it, when you see our captains, our unit leaders talk that kind of way, uh, you know you know you have really good guys and you know something's going right for you. Nice, nice. Tyler, how about you as a senior? You're right. Senior year. You're out there starting, and you're, you know, about halfway through the season. What what's the 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 talk in the locker room between the players, and um, you know, not just what the coaches say, but like you know, with the guys. Yeah, I mean, there's not, you know, the players don't really say anything off the field that they're saying on the field. You know, we have a really good job um, of just kind of staying focused on this week. You know, we don't have guys talking about, oh, I can't wait, wait to play so and so. Or, you know, this game three weeks from now or whatever, yeah. it's going to be tough. You know, we're focused on this week and, you know, what we've got to do in order to prepare, prepare for that game. And so uh, one thing we're really focusing on is just not to get complacent. We're 5-0. and um, We've, you know, had a great season so far, but we can't be satisfied. We have to stay hungry. We have to, you know, keep getting better and play our standard. Um, and we're going to you know, chase our goals, but right. It just starts right here, right now. And we, you know, echo that, um, at, you know, like from the coaches all the way down to the players, you know, everybody's bought in and has helped us succeed. Awesome. Awesome guys. You know, I, I tell you, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and talking to me, just seeing what you guys were able to accomplish and get some of the backstory, you know, hearing your philosophy coach. And of course, Tyler hearing you guys, um, you guys sure have it going on out there in Bennington and, um, I just want to wish you guys the best of luck the rest of the season. Um, you guys are fun to watch. I, I love to see that the look I noticed in the game, all the little things you do, right? Just like, like catching, like you guys never let a punt at the ground, right? You're always, you, those little things start adding up and you see that success and it doesn't always come in the first quarter or the second quarter, but the, you add, stack those up and it equals success. So it was, it was great to hear the inside knowledge from you guys and how you guys are doing that. And again, I want to wish you the best of luck, coach Tyler, enjoy your senior year. Senior high school football is one of the best years of your life. One of the best seasons you have and just enjoy every minute um, with your boys out there and best of luck the rest of the season to you guys. Um, Good luck with the Badgers. Thanks for coming on the show with me. Well, thank you. Thank you for all you do for high school football.
Thank you for having me. The Bober Academy Football Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. So wherever you listen to your podcast, we're going to be on there. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. That way you get notified of new episodes. Um, Also, we are on YouTube. Um, If you want to find us on YouTube, just uh, search for the Chris Bober Lyman Academy. And be sure to subscribe to our page. Um, click the notification bell and feel free to comment, share everything that goes on there. Um, we're on social media as well. You know, f- follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We even have a page on TikTok. So the more you can follow us out there, the more we can spread the message of great offensive line play out there. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, be sure to reach out to us through any of those social media channels and spread the word. We want to get offensive line play great here and everywhere across the area.